0: There's something called critical thinking, right? To think about your thinking. And when I have somebody who thinks differently than I do, it helps me think better because it's like, hmm, okay, oh, I didn't know that. Now I see things in a different way.
1: Hello and welcome to 20-somethings Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Fortunes. Self-acclaimed spokesperson for 20s. Here on the podcast, we talk about everything bothering us as 20-somethings. From the good, to the bad, to the wins, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Without discrimination, judgment, or prejudice. With a goal to build a community of 20-somethings who are empowered to be their best selves, live their best lives, Blossom while staying connected and learning from one another. If this is your first time here, welcome. And to returning listeners, welcome back. So let's delve right in.
0: Hey guys! Hello! How are you doing? I'm in the studio with my sister and she's over there and she's laughing at me. Yes! It's like, come to the studio with your sister kind of day. So she gets to see what I get to do. <laughs> and she's here and she's just smiling. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm thinking in my head, what's she thinking? What's my sister doing? What, what's she doing with her life? <laughs> Anyways, hi guys. How you doing? I hope that you're having a very good day, Tuesday. I hope that when you're listening to this, like, you're just having, like, a very good day. I like to think that, you know, this just comes with a lot of joy and you're happy, you know. And regardless of what's happening in your life, you re- you realize that, you know, things only get better. Yeah, Jessica says so. Things only get better. Okay, so I run away from doing solo episodes because I'm like, what am I going to talk about? I don't want to be an expert. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be this but every now and then this happens where I find myself in the studio by myself with a mic and I'm like you know what I'm gonna talk there's always something to talk about you know so yeah today I'm in the studio alone but I'm bringing something new yeah pretty new actually because this is something I hope to do maybe every month I'm just basically gonna come here with things that I see on that Twitter. Yes, this was an idea that I had a while ago. I don't know why I've never gotten ahead to doing it. So I'm really excited to be doing it today. And this is thanks to the guests who were supposed to come in today. But see, they ghosted me. Actually, this is a part of podcasting that we do not talk about a lot. A lot of people reach out to me and say, oh, Jessica, you have a great podcast. You know, your guests are great and all of that. And I appreciate it. But the hard work behind the scene. Oh my God. It's like, I came into the studio today all the way from my house, which is actually like quite a distance because I had this guest who was supposed to come in today. We spoke this morning. Everything was good, you know? But like, it's been three hours since we spoke and since we were supposed to have this recording. And right now I haven't got a call from him. I'm sending him messages. He's not responding. Like, I really don't know what's happening to him. I mean, I hope that he's fine. I really, really hope that he's fine. But if he's fine, and really, he just ghosted me, like, just like that. Hey, God, my God, my God, my God. Ah, Oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm very, very pained. I'm actually very pained. You know, the other day on Twitter, I was ranting about how people, you know, show interest in being on the podcast. They want to be on the podcast, they're excited about it. And when it's time to show up, you're like, oh, let's do this. Yeah, you're there. And all of a sudden, they just ghost you. It's like, you don't see them again. You don't see their green light. And wondering, but it's not that hard. It's not that deep. You can actually just say, no, um, something came up. I'm not going to fight you, but I'm going to fight you if you tell me that you're going to come and I get to the studio and I cannot find you and you ghost me. That, my dear, is when I am going to fight you because it just hurts a lot. You know, it's sad. It makes you angry. It makes you frustrated. And this, my dear, is the beauty, or no, not the beauty, actually, the downside of being a podcaster or actually being anybody who basically, you know, does podcasting because there are going to be some, you know, some not so nice guests, some people who, you know, they don't really value your time like that and they're just going to ghost you. But then you always try to look on the good side, especially if this is something that you really, 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 really want to do, right? You got to look at the good side. Like me, I'm looking at the good side, which is why I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to waste this studio time, this studio time. You know, I'm going to do something. And that something is we're going to be talking about some of the advice that I see on Twitter. Man, I thought about it yesterday and I'm like, it's like, so many people have advice for 20-somethings. Like, what's happening? How many times have you people done this 20-something thingy? It's like, people have been 20s, maybe twice in their life, but I don't get it. Like every other day, somebody's giving advice to 20s on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. And I'm like, ah, ah, this is a lot, you know? But I want to talk about it. I think that some of them are uh, great advice And some of them are not so great. And some of them are just plain bad advice, right? So today, I think that I want to talk about some of these while I also tell you about my life lately. Yeah, I know that in other episodes, I've talked about, you know, getting a master's degree and I've got some questions about that. So I'm also going to use this opportunity to talk about that. So actually, which one should I start first? Should I start with life lately or should I start with this? Any minute, anymore. Okay, I think I'm going to start with live lately, right? I'm currently on holidays, right? Which is why, okay, you can see me out here in the studio. I've been recording since like last week, and I'll be recording again next week. So yeah, that's what's happening right now. I am in the studio because I'm on break, and I'm trying to utilize it as much as possible to make sure that you, you've got great content all the time. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's what's happening right now. Um, Regarding getting a master's degree, one thing people would ask me is, would you advise people to get a master's degree? I would say yes, if you can afford it, if you're ready for it, definitely. But I think that one, you should be able to afford it because it's a bit more expensive than, you know, getting your BSc, your first degree. And secondly, I don't think that you want to spend that money when you're not ready, and especially when you do not know what you really want to do. I'm very happy that I decided to get my master's degree after having been in the labor market for a bit. I have done like three years, thereabouts, working at different companies, doing different things, social media, communication, marketing, OAP, personal assistance. I've done pretty much a number of things, you know, in the last three years or four years. And that has given me some kind of idea of what I want to be doing in the long run. And that is why, despite the fact that getting a master's degree and doing all of this, you know, working, podcasting, and then even doing school is, it can be a lot. It still feels very exciting for me because one way or another, everything that I learn in class is very much applicable to my work life. So it's helping me be a better professional. And that makes me happy. Like one day I had just finished a marketing exam and right after it, I went straight into a marketing meeting. Like we had to come up with marketing strategy for a new product. And in my head, I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was really excited. And most especially because I was saying something new, you know, they were doing something and, you know, all the people on teams were saying this and that, And in my head, I'm like, um, but we need this. And I think we should go this way. And I was saying that based on what I had learned in school. So it was like, yes, I'm really, really learning. And every now and then when I see certain tweets and LinkedIn posts about, you know, marketing, communication, media, I'm able to contribute because I know more. I can literally see myself getting better in this field that I I have chosen. And it makes me very, very happy. And so it's like. Yes, if you can afford it, go get a master's degree, especially if you know what you want to do, you you like you know this is what you want to do, this is an area that you want to get better at, you should definitely do it. And like somebody said, it really pays to work on your craft. You know, you want to be an OAP, you want to be a musician, you want to be a corporate babe, you want to do tech, whatever it is that you want to do, it just pays To you know, to put in the extra work, to do the courses, to do whatever it is, to just become better—not because of what every other person is going to say, but for yourself. Because there's this joy. I really can't explain it, guys. Like there's a joy that comes with the fact that, oh my God, I'm getting better. It's like I know that I'm getting better. I can feel it. And even in the way that I am producing podcasts, and in the way that I work on my content now and the type of content that I put out. I am very intentional. You know, I'm thinking about different things. I am coming up with different ideas, and a major factor is the fact that you know what, I'm getting a degree. I'm doing way more. I'm, I'm just advancing, and it makes me happier. And I'm sure that when even people get to talk to me, they can also see. Mm, you know, I mean, a friend even said it to me like, mm, "I can see the impact of the money that you're paying," and it just makes it just makes me happy. So that's it. I think that. should know what it is that you want to do and really really go for it but if you're unable to you know afford it right now that's also fine there are a lot of free courses that you can take as well to you know improve yourself the major thing is just to find new ways every day to improve yourself as a person and also you know as a part of the society because you want to be able to add value to yourself and also to your society and because like somebody said One of the greatest investment that you can ever make is an investment that you make in yourself. You know, the investment that you make in you is something that nobody else can ever take. Like, bad as it bad, nobody's going to take the knowledge that I know. Nobody's going to take what I know. It's like how I would do it, Seth. You can't take it away from me. So it's like it's with me to the very last day, like to the last breath, it's with me. And that is like a valuable thing. And I think that it just makes me realize that, you know what, bad as the economy gets, I'm never going to be, you know, I'm never going to be somebody that cannot provide value to the society. I'm always going to be valuable. And that just comes with a level of, you know, pride and makes me very proud of myself. So, yeah, find new ways to improve yourself. Do the little things that you can pick up skills whatever it is that interests you actually just try it out and you know improve on it and get better at it because it's beautiful okay so that's me talking about all the good good part of it the not so good part of it is the fact that man it is stressful oh my god it is stressful like very 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 stressful and a few times i asked myself like who sent me a Like, who sent me message? Ah! You know, even before I started doing my master's degree, in my head, I'm like, mm, I'm probably going to, you know, get a PhD after this and all of that. Bruh. When I started this program, now I'm like, I'll think about that PhD in another five years, you know? <laughs> because this one is just giving me back-to-back. Like, it's been giving me back to back. First, I used to think that I'm very brilliant. Actually, come on, when you look at me and you talk to me and you see the things that I do, you should have an idea that I am brilliant. But here I am in class and I'm failing. And it's like, huh? What's happening? Who's that? You know, and you start to struggle with self-esteem. It's like, oh my God, what's happening? And you start to feel like a fraud. It's like, oh my God, I'm really terrible, I'm bad, I'm not as great as I thought, you know? And then I start to feel like, oh my God, what if, you know, all these people that are listening to my podcast and they realize that I got zero over 15 in a test or something like that. And you just, you know, it just messes up with you somehow. But I've tried to remind myself that, you know, schooling is not necessarily about passing all the time. It's about learning and imbibing. It's about making sure that you know what you learn, you're able to use it in real life. So I'm starting to embrace the failure or the school failure, that kind of thing, where it's like, yes, you give me an assignment or a test. I try it, I do my best possible and I fail it, it's fine. It means that I did not understand whatever it is that I have been taught. So I'm going to go back and learn even more. Like that's that's how I'm thinking about it. So I go back and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to read this again and then try it again. And the good thing about school is the fact that you have your first CA, your second CA and then different presentations, research and then eventually your overall score. So it's like, okay, I failed my first CA. So I'm going to try to see what I did wrong so that I can improve the second time and really just do better. And that's how, I think that I've been looking at it and it has been helping me because if not, I'm like, huh, I should be passing. But I'm learning that failure is part of the process. And I think that's the way to look at life, actually, in general. It's like failure is part of the process because, come on, no, if I if I knew everything, if I knew everything, I would not be in school. I would not be going back. But because I acknowledge the fact that, you know, I don't know a couple of things and I'm trying to learn. So I'm going back to school because I want to be better. And so if I fail along the way, it's fine. It's okay. So that's one major thing. But I should also say that I am proud of the fact that I'm learning new things like research and actually passing, right? While, yes, I'm failing some things, but I'm also passing some. Like, thank you, Jesus, that I'm not a total failure. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm also passing stuff. Like, there's some things that I do and I'm like, oh my God, I don't, God just help me pass it. Even if it's small, like I'm so scared because I'm like, I'm going to feel it. And then they come out. I'm like, whoa, I actually did really well. Like I've actually passed this and I'm very excited. I'm happy with myself. You know, one of them in particular is like research. When people talk about, oh, their thesis and research and they're very excited to talk about, oh, I wrote a research paper you know, technical paper, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what are you talking about? All I do or all I write, like to write about is really just, you know, fun stuff, you know, nothing too deep, no too much research, all of that kind of thing. Like very, very easy stuff. But man, I've had to do research and in-depth research where I'm like in the library, going through books and hmm, brah. <laughs> hmm. Let me just say that I think I'm getting better because at the beginning I was like zero. I remember the first time I wrote something and I had to do like referencing. In fact, if you see the comment that the lecturer gave me, I wept for a bit. (laughs) But now I did another one and it came out looking better. So I'm like, yeah, I'm improving, I'm passing, I'm doing a bit and you know, that's just making me happy. So that is, I think that covers it up for, you know, for my master's at the moment, um, or what else? Oh, I also think I should talk about the fact that, um, I don't know, if I, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram and YouTube, you already know the school that I'm attending. I'm schooling here in Lagos, Nigeria. What else? <laughs> um, the lectures are pretty cool. I think that's another thing. And that's like the difference between going to like a private school at a federal or state school here in Lagos, Nigeria. It's like the private school is a lot more I think I should actually say that I'm very sorry to everyone who went to a private university and I said things like oh that should be very easy why are people failing in private university I'm sorry now I get it (laughs) now I get it I was talking out of you know I did not have sense but now I have sense and I get it like it's actually I mean I like the fact that the lecturers you know they actually come to class and they try to teach you but you know Life is just hard sometimes, and you can try your best. And sometimes you really just fail it. And they're also very strict. He's like, they're very strict. These guys are strict to marks. These guys are strict to like. It's like grammar has to be correct. Your punctuations have to be correct. Your full stop has to be. Everything has to be good for you to get their marks. And you're wondering, hey, God, I begu. And because they come to class so religiously, like even attendance is important, man. These things. I think things, actually, let me talk about the cultural shock and cultural shock of going to a private school versus going to a public or, fe- sorry, a federal or state school, right? Man, first thing first, <laughs> the first time the lecturer came to class on day one, I was shook. like, how do you re- re- resume class on the first day and you're actually there on the first day? Where I'm coming from, uh, it takes us about two weeks before a lecturer starts coming to class. And we just all these notes people are giving us every day, note, 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 every day, note, no, read this or this. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, I never expected it. I was like, eh, I'm going to resume, let's say, the first after one week. But man, was I joking because attendance is important. If you miss, I think if, if your attendance score is less than 80, you miss the opportunity to get, to write your exams and then you have to start, going, going to start doing a lot of long story. Like in a federal school, I went to a state school for my first degree and nobody was chasing me up and down for these things. Like, oh my God, nobody was chasing me up and down. You know, and nobody cared because I would not come to class. The lecturer said not come to class. All of us there. I mean, we're just we're just cruising it was vibes on vibes. And, you know, even in class where we had a class of over 100 and 300 people. How is the lecturer going to know everybody that came to class? How? Like how? You know, we were so many, you know, but this one in class of about I think we're about 15 or 16, I'm not exactly sure. but like the lecturer actually knows everyone. Or at least most of them know everyone in class by their names, and that's actually very, very beautiful. and you're able to have like interactions with lecturers. First degree. I't do used to talk to any lecturer. I just go to their class, I just talk to them because I'm, I was pretty scared of them. But here it's like, oh, they actually want you to talk to them. They're very open. and so that just makes it very good. But man, it doesn't reduce the fact that it's just as difficult and really everyone who gets the first class at a private university, they did work hard. It's a lot of work. And especially when your lecturer is coming, it's like if you fail, it's even harder for you. Like, you know, when you fail in a federal school, you can always say, Yeah, it wasn't my fault. I mean, <laughs> Nigeria was frustrating me. My school is frustrating me. There's a strike. Like you have so many excuses. But with a private school, you have no excuse, like. I paid all the money, you have good accommodation, you're eating, your lecturers are coming to class. Why are you feeling? Are you a dollar? And that really messes with your mind. So now I get it. And I'm sorry to everyone, everyone who ever said, you guys have it easy. What are you doing with your life? All that kind of thing to private students. (laughs) I get it now. And I really, really apologize for all of us who have ever said things like that to you. We don't know better and now I know better and I shall speak on your behalf, okay? um. So yeah, that's it for you. Know, doing masters at this point. What else is interesting in my life? Um, I'm doing YouTube content as well. I think that's about it really, nothing more. My family's good, everybody's good. My sister is here, my mom is fine. Everyone is pretty good actually, everyone is good. I'm grateful to God for that. Oh, I should talk about the fact that I was actually not feeling fine. Yeah, I was sick for a beat. And currently, I have a new haircut. Oh my God, yes. I cut my hair, guys, and I turned it gold. Oh, somebody asked me if I was going through a midlife crisis. Apparently, there's a thing where if someone cuts their hair, it means, you know, they're probably going through, you know, midlife crisis. They're going through a lot. Um, Am I going through a lot? I think maybe or maybe not. I'm not exactly sure. I think that people who go through a mid-life crisis, they don't realize that they're in a crisis until after the crisis has passed. So maybe I'm in a crisis and I don't know yet, but when I figure it out, I will tell you in another episode. But for now, I do know that, you know, I just wanted a new look, but I've been carrying low cut for a while. I was doing um, Anita Anita Baker kind of hairstyle where it was low at the back. And then high on the top. But then I had some hair that I could still braid and all of that. But now it's like all flat, gone. And it's a really new, different style. So yeah, that's different. But it was because I just wanted something new. I feel like I'm young and, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, what's the worst that can happen? I cut my hair today, tomorrow, or let's say it takes another six months, it grows back, and then I can definitely braid it again or do something new with the hair. It's just me Expressing myself in different ways and just trying whatever it is that I want to try because I feel like what better time is there, you know? After this, I'm probably going to lock my hair or just do something else. I don't know yet, but I know that I'll figure it out along the way. So, yeah. Um, and talking about being sick, I was sick for like some days. And this is where I'm going to give the advice that you make sure to take your medication. Yes, yes, yes. This is coming from somebody who struggles with taking medications like... I got home and, you know, I was already having like some symptoms of, you know, malaria, night fever, having headache and all of that. And my mom is like, okay, let's treat malaria. And so I go ahead and I start treating malaria because obviously it's malaria. And, you know, I already had like a doctor, um, I visited the pharmacy and all of that. And so I got the medication, but then I didn't finish my dosage. You know, I didn't complete the first dosage. And then it came back in full force. And this time I had to treat malaria, typhoid, body ache, indigestion. It was like everything just came blah. Maybe you don't want to treat it. Oh yeah, let's treat. Let, let's show you. Let's show you what it is. And that was really not funny at all. It, I was down for a beat, unable to do a lot of stuff. So I think that I learned, I'm going to try moving forward to take my medication So yeah, in case you're listening as well, I think that you should take your medication. I'm saying this and my sister is rolling in her eyes like, huh? You, you're never going to change. But I promise I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to do better because I was really down. And one thing about being sick is the fact that I didn't like myself. I was being down and it was usually when I'm down, it's like for a day or two. But this one was going to day three, day four. And he was like... Go now. I don't tire to seek. Like I'm tired of being on the bed. I want to, you know, be able to move and go out and all of that stuff. So yeah, I didn't like him much. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much been my life right now. Um. Let me know about your life. Remember that you can use the hashtag hashtag Twenty Something's Rant. You know, I was doing this and I was doing a lot of um um. Uh, and guess what happened? My lecturer's point came to my head. You know, one time I had a presentation in school and you know I had to present. Did I just do uh, and again, you know? <laughs> anyway, I had to present in class and then he said, You are using a lot of filler words. Dun dun. So that just came to my head like, see, you're using a lot of filler words talking on your podcast. You need to do better. Dr. Obiaya would not be proud of you if he listens to this because you know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to try to avoid that as well. So make sure that you share what's going on in your life. I really want to hear from you. You can send me DMs on Instagram, Twenty Somethings Rant, or you can use the hashtag Hashtag 20-somethings rant on Twitter. Basically, chat with me because I definitely want to hear from you. Okay, so let's go to the second part of today's episode. I'm going to share with you some of my favorite tweets or advice to 20-somethings, right? So I saw this tweet a few weeks ago from... um. Okay, I don't think I'm going to call people's ads because that would probably be... Yeah, nah, I'm not going to put people on the spot like that. So the tweet basically said, what should one do in their 20s to avoid regrets in their 30s and 40s? So I felt like that was a really good question because of course we all want to know what should we do better because a few people have been 20s before. However, I feel like this advice is very, very, this, right, is like very... I mean, I take them seriously when people give me advice, but I'm realizing that people who were 20s in 1990s, right? they giving me advice right now. I don't think that they are living in a time that I live. And so it's like, do they really understand, you know? So... I'm like, I'm always very confused on what to take very seriously and what to not take seriously. Because even when I try to have conversations with my mom and I realize that, oh my God, we're from very different times because she's not a bad person. I'm not a bad person, but we just see life a whole lot differently. So it's like, what, what's going to happen, you know, and that kind of thing. So anyways, I'm going to share again some of my favorite tweets. Okay. So the first one says, learn a little about everything but find something you like and know a lot about them. Two, now this person basically gives like a list, he gives three lists of things and these are his advice. And this somebody I think is probably in his thirties or probably close to forties, I don't know. But his advice is the first one again, learn a little about everything, but find something you like and know a lot about them. The second thing he writes down or he tweets is, Forget about building your personal brand. Mm, This one, everybody right now on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, in their 20s, are building personal brands. That's a table that (laughs) I don't know if I want to shake it today, but I felt that one especially. Just work harder than 90% of your peers. And then the last is meet all kinds of people peers, juniors, seniors stay in touch with most of them. Mm. I think that my favorite favorite from here is that forget about building your personal brand because everybody these days is trying to build a personal brand, even people in their twenties. I'm like, how are you trying to build a personal brand in your twenties when you don't even know yourself that well yet? Like, how do you know that you're not boxing yourself into this just to be something that along the line you might change your mind on? How do you know? so? Why are you building a personal brand to be a thought leader and to speak at this when there are a lot of things? Like, I roll my eyes at the thought of building a personal brand. Yes, this is something I probably do like in my professional life when I mean by, I mean, at the office, what I'm paid to do and all of that. But personally, I'm like, Man, even me, there was a time I used to talk about social media and then there was a time I spoke about working in tech and different things. And even me, I'm like, this is very confusing because I just didn't go. Now, right now, I do mostly lifestyle and that's just me showing my life on a regular basis. And actually, this is something that I think it just serves me better because trying to build a personal brand right now, I just I don't think is the wise thing or the smartest things to do because people are just boxing themselves. That's why you see somebody who builds a personal brand in branding, for instance, and then after a while, they're tired because probably you said everything that is there and now it's like, okay, what else? There's more to you than that. You should have a very full life. Actually, that's also building a personal brand. But I think that we should not focus on, oh, I'm building a personal brand. Everything has to be perfect. It has to look the way, this way. The colors have to be this way. I need to do this. I need to be perceived as this. Like, come on, just breathe and live your life and enjoy your time and have a good time. There's gonna be a lot of time in the future for you to build a personal brand. So definitely I'm keeping this one in my mind. Like, forget using a personal brand. I'm catching crews. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm doing the things that I love. If it becomes a brand at the end of the day, yeah, that's fine. But I'm not necessarily saying that, oh, I'm trying to build a personal brand that's going to blow. I'm trying to be known for this. Right now, I don't even know what people know me for. Some people know me as a podcast person. Some people know me as YouTube. Some people know me. It's like anyone of Jessica you meet any day. That's it. I, that, that's it. That's it. Because I'm not particularly trying to box myself anywhere. I'm just doing things that I love and enjoying it even as I continue the journey. So that's a good one. Um, Also, meet all kinds of people. I definitely agree with this one because I'm very reserved, right? I talk a lot most times, but I'm also very reserved. And I have like a way that I think. So it's very good that I'm able to have peers who probably think very differently. What that does for me as a person is it allows me to think deeper. You know, it allows me to think oh, okay, it allows me to, you know, question my thinking. There's something called critical thinking, right? To think about your thinking. And when I have somebody who thinks differently than I do, it helps me think better because it's like, hmm, okay, oh, I didn't know that. Now I see things in a different way. But if I have everybody around me who thinks the same way, then I'm very... My thinking, my thinking would be very narrowed. So I definitely agree with this one. Like right now, I have somebody who, you know, who, I have different people who are very different from me, who I definitely have some kind of relationship with, you know, maybe acquaintances, maybe friends, just people who... Are very different and they're in my life for very different reasons and i just keep them you know keep them around and i'm sure they also just keep me around so i definitely agree with that one and then learn a little about everything but find something that you like and know a lot about i think this kind of describes my life in a way because i know how to edit videos i know how to you know i know a little bit of voice over doing that yeah hosting doing marketing social media like I do know how to do a couple of things. I do writing as well, like a number of things. But then I have decided that marketing or, yeah, that's something I really want to go into and be an expert at, which is why, again, I'm getting a master's degree. So that, I think that helps with that. So I think that's an advice that I'm very, I'm going to take a lot from. It's like learn about everything, learn as much as I can, especially just having like a very general idea because sometimes you're talking to different people you're in different places and even though you're not an expert in the topic it's usually great to have like some sort of understanding of what they're talking about so that I can sort of contribute, contribute to it so I think that that's a very good advice and that's something that everybody should actually I think people should pay attention to that advice yeah that's a great one if you ask me another person said do everything you think of meet everyone change jobs Slash career, try new things you're scared of, learn all the lessons, meet all the fake friends, get your heart broken as many times. Huh? And don't be afraid to try again and again. Your 30s aren't twigged for what ifs. You kind of know. Mmm, 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 mmm. Mm. <laughs> I think this one is talking about taking a lot of risk in your 20s. And I think this is one general idea that talking to people over time, I've heard them say, it's like, do a lot of things in your 20s, you know. And I think I agree with it because as a 20-year-old right now, I don't have a lot of responsibilities. You know, I can go out when I want to go out. I can come back when I want to come back. You know, I can have as many friends as I want to have. I can do as many things that I want to do. I'm not even tied down to any job right now. It's like, I've done a couple of jobs in the last three, four years. I don't think I've stayed anywhere more than, okay, my, my, like, my longest is a year and, like, I haven't stayed up to two years. And it's been good because I have learned what I like, what I do not like, you know, I've also been able to sort of increase how much I earn and all of that. So I think that it is good, but I think that it also has some, you know, the merits to it right because if you're trying to build a career in a particular part and you keep going over and over and over and over again then eventually you are probably never I feel like eventually people are going to question you I'm not even going to lie I've gone into interviews before and you know the person there says um you left here and went here and went here why are you moving up and down and then they probably not hire me so (laughs) that definitely has its own you know disadvantages and in doing all the risks, you know, trying new things and some things, there's some things that you try and you can never take back.. Mm-hmm. For instance, you try something with somebody and it doesn't go how you plan. Maybe you get pregnant for a lady or a guy you impregnate a girl, and now you have a baby to take care of. Um, and that's a risk that you never really come out from. so you want to be careful. I feel that for these, and trying to, you know, do all of these things, we also need to be very cautious, you know? Yeah, we want to take risks, but there's some risks that we take in our 20s that could basically hinder or impact whatever is gonna happen in our 30s and 40s. So I think that I would tweak this to, yes, do all of these things, meet new people, you know, try new things, don't be scared to learn, get your heart broken. I don't think that anybody just says, I'm going to get my heart broken. So I'm going to change this to more of love. Learn to love. Don't be so uptight. You know, even when you get your heart broken along the process, don't say, oh, I'm not going to love again just because. No, allow yourself love. Yeah, getting heart broken is part of the process. So let it happen when it happens and then, you know, dry your eyes and then move on as you go along. But then again, just do everything with, you know, with care, with caution, Don't be like in a hurry, just do everything with caution, do everything with caution. Because I don't think that enjoying your life and taking risks really ever stops in your twenties. You know, yes, you can have more opportunity to, you know, make over. For instance, if I lose my job right now and I know that, yeah, okay. I don't have anybody that I'm feeding. There's no child, there's no wife or husband. So therefore I can get on my feet very fast. Whereas if I had all of those, I, it would take me longer. But eventually you realize, you realize that there are still definitely risks that will happen along the way, yeah? And you deal with them differently. In your 20s, a lot faster. But in your 30s or 40s, you finally learn a way to deal with it. So you don't want to say, I'm going to do everything in my 20s now so that in my 30s, I'm going to probably not have to do anything again. It's like, you're still going to have to deal with it again when you get there eventually. So yeah, um, another advice says, Put yourself first. When your cup is full, you can consider pouring into the cup of others. Mm, I agree with this a bit. Put yourself first because, of course, your 20s, somebody says, are your most selfish years. Like, years when you don't have to think a lot about everybody. Actually, I think it's already a selfish year. So you already literally put yourself first most of the time. And I think that to add to this, I would say that... Be comfortable with actually disappointing people along the way, because you don't want to claim that, oh, you're perfect now. Get used to, oh, doing things that are probably considered wrong, probably not acceptable by the society. Just get used to all of those and then allow yourself to, you know, do whatever with caution, of course, (laughs) but get used to not necessarily following the societal expectations so that eventually, if you decide to do something different in your 30s or whatever, people are used to it. I actually feel like people who have like broken the rules a lot in their 20s and basically they don't care that much and they put themselves first, they oftentimes, it's easier for them to, you know, to damn the societal pressure and family pressure because it's like you already do not expect them to do a lot, but they go ahead and do a lot anyways. So that's really what I think about that. Um, So I'm going to do... One last one here. And this one says, avoid women, drugs, excessive alcohol, excessive gambling, learn a skill or two, take the things of God serious, have a good relationship with God, find a good career mentor. Mm, I'm going to ask, obviously, you know, this one's from a man because he said, avoid women. Why are you avoiding women though? (laughs) Why are you avoiding women and why are you not telling the men, the the, the, the women to avoid men, you know? Why why, why are you being so selfish? <laughs> I mean, woman. so why are you avoiding women? I've heard men say this thing, fear women. I'm like, why are you fearing women? I think that women are God's most precious creatures. Yes, I said what I said. <laughs> and women are like just the spice of the earth. So, but I think that. You see you see all these people, they actually be contradicting themselves. This one will say one thing, this one will say another thing. So really, it falls on you as a person to really pick what you think is important to you and what adds to your life and move with it. Because one person said, you know, get your heart broken, fall in love, make fake friends, all of that. And this one here is saying, avoid them, avoid women, avoid this thing. It's like, which shot are you going to take? But I agree with him on some things like avoid drugs, avoid alcohol. No, he said avoid excessive. Now, that's the keyword. Avoid excessive alcohol, excessive gambling. I don't think that you should ever do anything in excess because anything that you do in SS would definitely have a repercussion. So, of course, you don't want to be excessive alcohol, excessive gambling. Come on, that would bite you in the ass somewhere along the way. Your heart, your kidney, you're messing with those. So... You don't want to have health issues along the line just because you had too much fun or you did things in excess in your 20s. So yeah, I think that that's an important one. So be careful with that. a kill or two. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Take the things of God seriously. This, regardless of being a Christian or being a Muslim, whatever it is that you believe in, I do believe in God. So yes, I think that in your 20s, you definitely need God times 100 because life just kind of be life in every time. So you want to definitely have a relationship with God. And if you're able to have a good mentor as well. I agree with this one, particularly because I've done career for a bit and I realized that there's nothing more beautiful than having somebody who's advocating for you in places where you cannot get to. Like whoever it is you have as a line manager, they play an important role in who you become along the way. Like they play such a major role in if you even stay in that organization for a long time. I remember that one time I had one line manager who I hated. Like I literally did not like this lady. Like, like I do, I'm sure she also did not like me. It's like, and when I was leaving and then one time the boss said something like, I was talking about increasing your salary, but your line manager, she wasn't really sure about you and all of that. I'm like, you see, that's why I hated you before. So I know that I was supposed to hate you. Meanwhile, I've had bosses or line managers that I've absolutely loved and people who, they will take the bullet for you. Like, not bullet, bullet, but like, maybe you did something wrong and instead of them to blame you. They're going to say, oh, we did this this thing, blah, blah, blah. And just probably cover you and help you just get better. And they care about you enough to, you know, to invest in you in that kind of thing. So I've had great bosses. I've had bad bosses. And I can tell you that having a career mentor or somebody who, basically is willing to help you grow in your career there's nothing like it it's so beautiful so if you can get that i don't think that you're easy to come by but if you're lucky and blessed and you can you know make effort network with people and get that i think that you'd be setting yourself up for success in the long run so i definitely definitely agree with that all this avoid men avoid women all these other ones i don't think that you should avoid them I don't think that you should be avoiding them, ah oh, <laughs> so yeah, um, that's it, that's it, um, I've had a very good time doing this, I hope that you've enjoyed this as well, again I think I'll be doing this every once in a month, just come here solo and talk about something different, let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about, so you can definitely share ideas as well on Instagram, on Twitter, wherever it is, I'm always willing to listen, and so until next time, I do hope that you've had a very good day. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this. And if not, come again next week, you will enjoy next week's. <laughs> of course you enjoy this. Okay, until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening.
1: If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to drop a review and rate on iTunes, Spotify, and Jamit. Also, you can join the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag hashtag 20somethingsrand or follow on Instagram at 20somethingsrand or send an email to 20somethingsrand at gmail.com. Until next time, I remain Jessica Fortunes. Bye-bye.